I asked Santa for the only thing I wanted in the whole world. A shiny new tricycle. Shiny new tricycle? With red ribbons on the handlebars. And a little silver bell. That went ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Stop that. You blink twice and the year's gone by. I started thinking there's gotta be a reason. Why would time wanna learn to fly? Get you quicker to your favorite season. Starting around Thanksgiving. Count the ways we're blessed. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of December 5th, 2021. Happy birthday, Walt! This is episode 156. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So, got the polls up and going again on the interweb. And this week, it was this weekend, it was what is your favorite Walt Disney World park for the holidays? It's holiday season. Figure it's appropriate. And, obviously, four, resp- four options to choose from. Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and the Animal Kingdom. Out of everyone who voted. Not a surprise, but here's how it broke down. 14% said Disney's Animal Kingdom. 14% also said Epcot in a nice little tie there down there. The studios came in at 29%. So, a number of you like the studios. I'm curious if that was with or without the Osborne lights, if that made a difference. Just the studios in general. A lot of fun. Curious to see. Because I haven't seen it yet, but I know they do it. What life day is like at Galaxy's Edge. Should be pretty fun. But the winner. Again, no surprise here. 43% 43% 43% said the Magic Kingdom those are uh, those are great numbers and I could I totally get the Magic Kingdom I mean Epcot you do have a lot of the decorations you have the different ways that celebrated around the world Animal Kingdom you have the the um, puppet animals uh, going around you get some lighting packages you get some interesting decorations there but the Magic Kingdom is so classic you, you could take it out of any again classic movie any any fairy tale with you know main street the way it is and then you have the decorations down main street of wreaths and globes and ornaments and then at night in the the crisp Florida air and believe me in December it can get chilly in Florida you have the snope the fake snow that comes down and then you have the the music playing and and I've I've, I've said before on the show and I'll say it again nothing really can put you in the mood more then standing in the middle of Main Street, even with the thousands of people around you, but standing in the middle of Main Street with all that around you, it's very warming. It's very inviting, and it kind of just gets you wrapped up in the in the holiday spirit. 
And uh, yeah, it, it's just classic holiday. So I, I, I'm right there with the Magic Kingdom on that one. So on that note, we'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel uh, particularly, what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. The last thing I expected And nothing like I planned But somehow everything turned out perfect tonight I think I understand it's the season where magical thinking completely applies. Children can teach us that simply believing's the road to sweet surprise. The road to sweet surprise. The holiday times are here. here. And to get things moving, we need to talk about obviously a holiday special I, and i i can't think of any other way because i'm feeling this has become some sort of tradition on this show that we need to speak of a muppet holiday special emma daughter almost oh i don't think christmas they bought that eve, one christmas eve on sesame street oh a every year i watch that on christmas eve since 1978 wow you're old. <laughs> so is that special? Yes. So of course we naturally bring on Matt Leonard because who's he? He is the man in the Muppet newsroom. Oh, am I? <laughs> That's what my computer screen's telling me. Oh. I I I still don't know why I, it's my background, and I have no idea. I don't even remember doing that. We did this a while ago. Yeah, that's sad. Um. <laughs> Mine kept on bringing up something from Star Trek, and finally I was able to switch it off. <laughs> so when when do we want to start talking about Muppet Family Christmas? Uh, what? Uh, oh, maybe next week. Yeah. This week I think we're doing uh we're going to do uh, a Muppets Christmas Letters to Santa. Oh. Okay. I'll be happy to talk Muppet Family Christmas at some point. Have to find the pirated full version of it. 
I, I mean I, the, the other full version of it, not pirated. Um, I am, I am correct quite, me if I'm wrong. This was the first. You're wrong. I'm sure I'm sure I am. The uh, first production that Disney was involved with after purchasing the Muppets. No. Join. No. You're wrong. Okay. But this is the, it, well, it's it's. Uh, the first thing they did was uh, Wizard of Oz. A Wizard of was before that. I thought that uh, preceded. You no, know, Muppet Wizard of Oz was first because that was around the time that you and I met. Was Muppet Wizard of Oz? Okay. To admit how old I am. That was the first. So that was the first thing they did, and then this was uh, maybe three or four. Let's see, that was two thousand five. This was two thousand and eight. They did. Uh, they did uh, letters to Santa. Okay, second. But it okay. is, but it is significant in that it was really the kind of, um, they had been kind of floundering around with the Muppets a little bit, trying to figure out what to do with them. And some there, somewhere in there was a conversation with the puppeteers uh, at the time who were Steve Whitmire and Dave Goles and Bill Beretta and Eric Jacobson, who very, who sat down with their, their then bosses and said, you know, admitted to them, you bought a broken toy, um, that there was a problem with the Muppets in that uh there were characters that hadn't been recast because no one was writing for them but no one was writing for those characters because they hadn't been recast so scooter had been hadn't had a, a proper performer um i'm trying to think his his uh richard hunt's brother had done scooter at one point ricky boyd had done scooter at one point brian henson had done scooter at one point Scooter had actually been retired for a number of years, thinking that's the end of it. We're not going to use Scooter anymore. Um, uh, the band all got bounced around to a, again. Brian Henson did Janice at one point. Um, Bill Beretta was Doctor Teeth at one point. John Kennedy was Doctor Teeth at one point. Don, John Kennedy was Floyd at one point. I mean, it all just kind of was. The characters were kind of bounced around, and. Uh, um, uh, so they, they had this thing where the, the performer said, look, you know, you, you, we need to, we need to settle on it. We need to settle this and figure out who is these characters. And Disney very wisely, um, talked to the puppeteers, uh, and, and called, uh, Jerry Nelson. Cause Jerry was one of the performers whose characters they were looking to, to recast. Jerry had retired by that point. Um, he was he was voicing characters on Sesame Street, but he wasn't puppeteering. He had retired completely from his Muppet Show characters. Um, and they called Jerry and said, look, we, what do you what do you want us to do with your characters? Is there a puppeteer that we should be working with or talking to? And um, Jerry said, yeah, actually, I've got a deal. I've got a sweet deal on on Sesame right now where I've I've agreed with them or they've agreed with me that uh, there's a guy I'm working with now. And when I'm can't do this anymore he's gonna take over my characters and that was matt vogel who we've had here on the show um and so they called matt in and interviewed him and auditioned him and he got floyd and robin and pops and uh, uncle deadly and crazy harry and so what you're seeing here is 
this is really the first time that like Matt is doing those characters. And the other person in there that they were looking to to recast was Richard Hunt, who passed away in in uh, back in '92, uh, early '92, and uh, all of his characters had been largely retired and not used, uh, except for Beaker and Stadler. But Scooter hadn't really had a, a solid performer. Janice hadn't had a solid performer. Um, and they called, um, again, Jerry Nelson, because Jerry worked very closely with Richard. And they called Richard Hunt's family. And they talked to the puppeteers for Henson or for, or for the Muppet puppeteers. Um, and everybody pointed to David Rudman and said, well, Rudman came in, you know, in the early 80s and worked with us and worked very closely under Richard uh, worked closely with Richard on Sesame Street and under Richard on Sesame Street and, you know, was really kind of his protege. You should really talk to him. And they called David Rudman in and they auditioned him and they talked to him and they interviewed him and they said, all right. And uh, so, again, this is the first time you're seeing David Rudman play Scooter. The um, I don't think it was his per- first performance as Janice. I think he had actually done... There was some Disney Channel thing they had done where he did like a line of dialogue as Janice. Um, But this was really like the first major Muppet outing where he was Scooter and Janice. Matt was doing uh, Floyd and Robin and Crazy Harry. uh, And Matt's also doing Sweetums in this. And it was really kind. And I think um, some of Jim's characters had been kind of bounced around a little bit, too. Uh, and this was really kind of the first, with Bill Beretta getting uh, quite a few of them, uh, but this was really the first time we're like, okay, Bill Beretta is Dr. Teeth, Bill Beretta is Rolf from now on, Bill Beretta is um, Chef, he was, oh, Chef was the other one, um, which again, he had done, he had done Rolf and Dr. Teeth a couple of times, but this really was the official, like, no, you, you are Rolf, you are Dr. Teeth now, uh, and Chef. Uh, so so this was really kind of, I think, Disney finally putting the wheels on the cart, so to speak, so that they could mm-hmm. then go forward and do stuff like Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted and <clears throat> Muppets Haunted House and, and Muppets Now and, and uh, some of the stuff we've seen them do since then. So I read and, and I mean, it, it could be mistaken, but that uh, Marty was actually involved with Dr. Teeth in this. Um, Marty Robinson, who plays yep. Telly Monster on Sesame Street. Possibly, possibly. This was actually, this was actually kind of a neat thing in that, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it's one of the few Muppet productions in the last couple of years uh, to be done on the East Coast. In fact, actually, Muppets filmed on the East Coast almost never happens. Uh, the Muppet Show was filmed in in London. Yep. Uh, uh, Muppet Movie was filmed largely in L.A. Uh, Caper was filmed in in England. Um, the last two Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted were both done on the West Coast. This was done on the East Coast in New York City. Um, I don't I don't know what the studio, but was it this? I think it might have been the same studio space that. Might be the same studios that that might have been Kaufman Astoria, which is where Sesame films. Um, I saw it but, somewhere. I'm, I don't remember where. Let me yeah, take a look. The point is that they were they were on the East Coast, which was really neat because they got to work 
with a lot of the puppeteers that they typically wouldn't have in. And so you got a lot of the guys, a lot of the Sesame Street puppeteers who were working at the time. So, yeah, Marty Robinson is there. Um, um, Pam Marciero is there. She's a she's a longstanding uh, Muppet performer. Steiner uh, Studios. I'm sorry, what was that? Steiner Studios. Oh, okay, yeah, no, okay. But um, it's not, not where Sesame is. Um, so it was a different studio space, but, but they, um, you know, they got to work with the East coast puppeteers and that was, that was really exciting for, for them because it was, it got to be kind of a family reunion and you got some of the, you know, you got, um, some of the guys you wouldn't typically get to work with on that. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's possible Marty, Marty might've been left-handing or, or assisting on, on, um, Dr. Teeth at one point that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, the what um, I, I can hear him. He voices one of the one of the penguins who walks through, um, talking about the going on vacation. I know he's he plays one of the penguins there. Yeah. Okay. I was seeing it. It was filmed in uh, Brooklyn in the Naval Yard. Yeah. Seeing if that's the same place they did Johnny and the Sprites, but they did that at Kaufman. Yeah. Marty was credited on IMDb besides. Other Muppets, he was given. Uh, he did Crazy Harry, but something I, re- I read on uh, one of the Muppet fan sites was that he performed Doctor Teeth in the scene where the band leaves for vacation, and it's actually his voice that says, um, "I'm all about far out, but the pole is way too cold." Really, undubbed. That's actually Marty's voice. I'll have to watch it again because it sounds I, I did not know that. Uh what like it says likewise uh Tyler Bunch performed Rizzo in some of the airport scenes. That Another I line. do. There is a there is a scene where Rizzo's voice isn't is off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, extended version. Who wants to fly to the North Pole? It was undubbed. So that's Yeah. So hmm. yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to pick up when I was watching it earlier today. Uh, on that, but um, there was other noise going on at the time, so I couldn't like really hone in on on uh, voice voice tones. And uh, Doctor Teeth doesn't have too many lines, right? But uh, yeah, it, it was nice that it it was filmed in New York. Actually, it takes place in New York. It actually filmed in New York, mm. which is I think why they got such a. I like the lineup of special guests that they got in this. Unlike, say, a more recent Muppet special that <laughs> came out uh, that had all three special guests. This actually, I I, I dig. You know, they even got the mayor of New York. <laughs> right. To do the opening scene. Um, they have, oh, what's the, you know, Whoopi's in it. Richard Griffiths to do Santa Claus. Right was fantastic and nathan, nathan lane. lane how great how great is nathan lane with the muppets i mean how love nathan lane he, you, he's like you can just see how every so often there's a there's a somebody they'll have in and you can see how much fun the guest star is having with the muppets and this was clearly a time where you could just see nathan lane even though he's playing the villain just having the time of his life with with the characters and to pair him up with Bobo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's just the the perfect. It, it's Timon and Pumbaa again, but just yeah. 
in, in a different different uh, style. And if you can uh, find, uh, you know, if, if, have you seen the, 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 we were talking about this on the other thing earlier, but have you seen the, um, the outtake reel for this? Many, many times. Oh my God. It's Except hilarious. Today. It's so funny. It, it's, it's, it's so spectacular. Funny. And you know, and that really is, you can see just Bill Beretta and Nathan Lane having so much fun with each other and messing around with each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's a joy to watch. Oh, it, it's. It, it, because it, you, when the the cast is having a good time, it translates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's a watery script, you get pulled into the fun that everyone else is having. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Martin does a fantastic cameo as the a postal worker. Right. You know, you see him actually. He's the one that pulls up to the truck, gets off the truck, and walks in first to help bring the camera into the crowd. Right. 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 Um, and then he has that, you know, that really uh, cool song at the beginning that the post office probably paid lots of money for the Muppets to do. Well, we should we should we should kind of kick this off. And then we were like 10 minutes into it already. Um, we should talk about the music in this because that's that's the key to how this all happened, which yeah. is it was Paul Williams uh, who had written the music for the Muppet movie and Muppet Christmas Carol and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And um it was his he had this idea and he was the one who pitched it to Disney and said, can we do this? And they said, sure. You know, Disney because Disney didn't know what to do with the Muppets at that point. Um, Still wonder sometimes. And they, yeah, there's that, too. And. Uh, <coughs> and. Um, so the, the you know, what you have there is Paul Paul Williams back writing music for the Muppets, which is kind of what Paul Williams does best. Uh, by his own admission, he said it's it's some of the most fun he's ever had, and uh, so the music there is is a, a key element in it, and and he delivers. You know, he's got three or four, what it's like four songs in the show and the hour show, and they're they're pretty solid solid numbers. Yeah, there's there's four altogether. Mm-hmm. They are available on your streaming services, Amazon, Apple Music, Google, whatever. Um, I was actually listening to that today, and it's it's only four songs, but it's four quality good songs. Yeah, and I love the I love the song that Gonzo and Fozzie do. The I wish I could be Santa Claus is is just one of my favorite Muppet Christmas songs. I, I was holding that. I was holding off on that one, but you brought it up first, so. Yeah. And it's so uh, funny because I think when it uh, and it frustrates me when I see this. I um. I remember after it came out, there was a, there were a lot of criticisms. Oh, Gonzo is sad. Gonzo is the Gon. I don't like when Gonzo is sad or Gonzo is depressing. And I thought Gonzo is soulful. That's part of his character. That's you know Gonzo doesn't always have to be wild and crazy and out there. Part of the fun of Gonzo is that he's got layers to him. He's got dimension. He's got you know if he were just wild and crazy, he'd be boring. What's great with Gonzo is that you can have this soulful stuff. You know, Gonzo also saying, I'm going to go back there someday, someday. Uh, and, which is another just another beautifully written Paul Williams song. Paul loves Gonzo uh, again by his own admission. He's he said it's his favorite Muppet. So I think it's great that he's written two of the best songs that Gonzo has ever done came from Paul Williams. You know, if we go back way back to episode 51, where we did our top 
uh, Muppets who are not named Kermit. Yeah. I talk about this song that even then about how it gives so much depth to Gonzo. Like he could be just a one dimensional wacky goofball uh, slapstick character. Mm. But he has moments like this that you just there's so many more layers to just the weirdness. It's and this is why he's my favorite characters, because you get moments like this that are just breathtaking. Yeah. And I was actually talking to somebody about this earlier today where, you know, it's Dave Goals for as brilliant as Dave Goals is comedically. And Dave Goals is brilliant comedically. Um, but for as good as he is in that in that light. Dave Goals is probably the strongest actor in the Muppet. I don't know if I'd say this wrong, but he's he's the one he his his when he's does drama or when he's given the chance to do something dramatic, you know, something like Muppet Christmas Carol or something or these these wonderful songs that Gonzo does, and he does it really he does it really well with Gonzo. He does it well with Boober too, where he can, also don't forget the Christmas toy. Yeah, yeah. See, there's another. I I always forget about that one. You know, Dave is such a soul for himself. Is such a soul for full performer. You know. I don't think people realize what a really good actor Dave Goals is. Um, yeah, a fantastic puppeteer and a very funny puppeteer, but a really, really good actor. And you can see that in some of the stuff he did on um, on Fraggle Rock and and in Christmas Joy, uh, Christmas Carol. I think is his, which we've talked about also on the show. Is yeah, I think uh, his best work with the Muppets ever <laughs> is in Christmas Carol. And I think this is this is another example where, you know, you've got a very soulful performer giving a very soulful performance by a character who, believe it or not, is not just, as you said, a slapstick comedic character. There's there's a lot of soul and a lot of heart to Gonzo. And that's what makes him such a great character. These places that you can go with him. As we were just talking before recording, and yes, I'll bring up uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, good. Yeah, but but just to go the, again to the credit of Dave Goals and the character of Gonzo, that mm. I think one of the saving graces of that special is Gonzo's realization of what's important to him and what he, you know. Oh, nothing bothers me. Nothing bothers me. But if I lose my friends, no, that does bother me. Mm. And I, I, you know, my friends are you know, who I, I live to be with. You know, these are the people who are truly important to me. And that little segment right there really saves that special. I feel, mm. um, you know, I, I said, you know, just to, his performance alone, that that should be some sort of nomination for that because of just how <laughs> well that comes across. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, the, the acting skills of Dave goals is just, unbelievable mm. um and, and again this is another show that goes to prove that point you know this yeah. that song um i wish i could be santa claus was nominated unfortunately he did not win a primetime emmy nomination for best music and lyrics oh i didn't know that yeah huh i don't pay attention to the emmys so i i i looked it up 
I don't pay but attention. It's, it's also became one of my favorite Christmas songs. You know, yeah, it, mine too. But I always got to listen to that one. Um, I just find myself around this time of year just kind of humming this. And it, it's just this. And it's the it's way that they present sentiment. it. It's a great sentiment, even if it weren't a Muppet song. It's a it's you know, look at the lyrics to it. It's a, it, there's a great sentiment to it, you know, and 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 what 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 is Santa Claus, you know? I mean, right in the song what, itself, so it's Santa not Claus? about this. It's not about the suit or the man. It's about the the spirit of giving. Yeah. And of course, Fozzie adds, and he looks great in the hat. But I mean, that's besides the point. Well, I like actually you the, the the line I love and there's there's one more thing I I love the milk and cookies. There's one more thing I do. I try to teach the kids to be a little more like you. I mean, that's such oh, that... a uh, you know like, you, you, I I it's sort of Fozzie calling Gonzo out in terms of I see how good you are, what a good person you are, and I wish everyone else were as good as you are. Yeah, um, there's Gonzo it, the persona, it, it, but then there's Gonzo. The the caring the, the person yeah. yeah 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 and and to 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 say to your friend yeah I I wish I, I wish there were more people in the world like you I wish kids could learn to be like you I think it's it's great it's just fantastic what do we want, what should we talk about next um talk about cameos we've talked about music we talked about Marty okay, done all right pack it in uh, shortest show done 20 minutes <laughs> that can't be right we, we can't do anything less than four hours we're actually not doing this to watching it along at the same time this well <laughs> i think there's a lesson here um we would keep it shorter it's only a 45 minute special yeah um let's see here uh oh we I got to bring up the uh, the airport announcements for Frank Osnaskiewicz and uh, Jerry wait. Nelson. Oh, wait, do they? I remember them calling Frank. Do they call Jerry, too? Apparently they call Jerry. Yeah, I'll have to I, listen to I that. saw it posted in a number of different places, so it's got to be a credible source. Yeah, uh, it, there's a nod I to Frank and I Jerry. I call for Mr. Osnowitz. I, I, I caught that one and I caught I catch that one. I'll have to I haven't watched Letters to Santa this year yet. Not even to prepare for tonight. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, w- I almost went there. I'm like, you know what? No, I- I'm going to put it on. And again, credit of how much, how good this special is. Um, my one son was going, Ryan, my little one was going on about something else. He wanted to do something. He wanted to do something. And I just kind of was ignoring him. And I was flipping through Disney+. Like a good parent should. Yep. Yeah. And put this on. Because I didn't want to deal with what he was obsessing with at that moment. And as soon as I put it on, he jumped in my lap and was completely focused on it for the entire time. Yeah. Except for the one moment that he paused it, ran up, or I paused it. He ran to his room, got uh, a blanket, and uh, came back down and continued watching. Sure. And just, just loved it. Um. Yeah, it's, I think it's for their TV specials. I'm not going to include the movie Christmas stuff, but for their their TVs, one of their better ones. 
I, I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the better things that Disney's produced with the Muppets in the last yeah. fifteen years. You know, every every so often they they get one right, and I think this was one that it's not. And it's not perfect by any bizarre stretch, no. but it's actually pretty good. It it holds it holds up. I mean, I, and I always say there's the difference between good and great. Yes, a great movie you could watch once in a while. I feel though a good movie you can enjoy more often. Because it's not as deep or as heavy. Great. Like maybe if I like watch it this time, I'll like it a bit more. <laughs> but between the music, the yeah. cameos, you could tell the cast is having fun. All the little different nods. Like I like how Miss Piggy's door is a um I guess it's like a Baroque period or yeah, Gothic yeah, yeah. period door different than everybody else's, uh, where Bunsen and, and Beakers is a lab door. Right. So everyone's their doors kind of meet up their personalities. You, you get Uma Thurman to you know play a bit part. She, yeah, she, I thought she was very fun in that, and I'm not a big Uma Thurman fan. I've no very little that I've seen Uma Thurman in and liked her in. Uh, this is one of the few times I've I've actually really liked Uma Thurman. I did. What are you, what are you saying against Batman and Robin? <laughs> I wasn't. I was talking about the Avengers with Ralph Fiennes and Sean Connery. <laughs> but if you, oh, that route, to, yes. if you want to go to Batman and Robin, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> a different show. A different show. Yeah. The little girl, uh, if anyone has watched. Hmm. What? I was going to say the little uh, Madison Pettis, who who plays the, the little girl in this. Yeah. Was also the little girl, Peyton, from uh, the game plan with The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Okay. A few other things here. She's a couple of Disney things that she's done. Well, she was Zuri and the Lion Guard. Okay. I think I've seen like one episode of the Lion Guard and it was by accident. There, there's a few episodes that hold up fairly well. And then there's other ones that. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be, I'm not, I'm not knocking Lion Guard. I'm just saying, I just, I've never, yeah. I've never seen it i'm not trying to knock it in any way I, i'm sorry if it came out as a slight um, no no but, in, yeah, in all fairness there's i mean it's a kid's it's like a lion king jr type of effect yeah um some episodes are a lot carry a lot stronger than other ones but you know you look at the audience that's a series that actually had a really good soundtrack really yeah a lot of the music out of it is is a lot of fun and really good um she was oh, Allison. We should talk because this was one of my one of my small problems with with the letters to Santa. Mm. I have a small problem with it, which is, and I and it pains me to say this. Jane Jane Krakowski, who I like, I generally like her and stuff. I found her character was uneven or was very inconsistent in terms of her relationship with the Muppets that she. It's you you can't tell if she really likes living next door to them, doesn't like living next door to them, likes living next door to some of them, tolerates. I I just found that her character is a little uneven in this special. If they could if they could take an, if they had taken another pass at the script or if the director I don't and I don't want I don't know whether it's 
But there's something in there somewhere where somebody needed to sit down and go, no, 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 this is how she feels. You know, I, I just felt that was inconsistent. But other than that, um, I do like Jane Krakowski. She's she's fun to watch. Yeah, from uh, National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Oh, is she in National Lampoon's Vacation? Yeah, she was uh, Cousin Vicky. I've never seen National Lampoon's Vacation. I know her from, well she was also she was on uh she was on Allie McBeal back in the day. She was in Thirty Rock. She yeah. uh Modern she Family. Was, you know, actually, you know what she was really good in? You're gonna laugh at me when I say this. She was actually really good in Flintstones Viva Las uh, Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> I she was, no, she played she played Betty and she was really I didn't care. I never bought Rosie O'Donnell as Betty Rubble, but Jane Krakowski totally pulls it off. Really? I'll have to check yeah. it out. I, I didn't watch that one. It's, it's, uh, go into it with the expectation that it's Flintstones. The title of the film is Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. And they it's, replaced the cast, yes. It's neither, it's not good or bad, it's just there, it exists. Um, the there's other, a Baldwin in it, so, you know. Yeah, it, it's the other Baldwin. So, you know, beware, you you are going to have to sit through a Baldwin and not even one of the semi-decent Baldwins, too. It's one of the lesser good Baldwins. Oh, she was in Indiana Jones Chronicles, too. Oh, the, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Oh, yeah. Wow. See, that's another one they should put on Disney+. Plus. If, I, just... There must be some sort of writing in there that's holding them back. It's probably still connected to Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, there you go. Even though it was an ABC, it aired on ABC, but it was probably. But I think it was produced by Paramount because none of the none of the Indiana Jones movies are on Disney Plus because they're all owned by Paramount. Right. Which right here it it says you can watch them on Paramount Plus because they got got very few. Disney owns Disney owns the character of Indiana Jones. But not the first three movies. But not the movies. Okay. Which that was that was a really good series. Yeah, it really was. There are no Muppets in it though. And no Paul Muppets. Didn't write the music for it. But a nice cast and good writing. Yeah. And I even even remember reading some of the the books that went along with that. That were that were enjoyable as well. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of those. There's a couple of things. Do you want to talk about the the uh, thing about Rolf? What thing about Rolf? Uh, I'd love to. It's Rolf's first speaking line since Jim's passing. Lies. Lies, you say. Okay. That's not accurate. There was a um they did a video in 2002 or 3 with Weezer for yep. a song called Keep Fishing and they did a behind the scenes video with Weezer. And that is actually Rolf's first speaking line. He, there's one of the bandmates from one of the band 
members from Weezer is talking to Rolf. Um, so that's really Rolf's first speaking line. I was talking to Paige about Weezer recently for something. They, they popped up on something that we were talking about. Like, oh, yeah, these guys performed with the Muppets at one point. They did a music video together. Yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. I forgot about that. I, re- I remember about the music video. I, I didn't know about the, uh, the behind the scene. As, as a total inappropriate, here's a little trivia for you. Rivers mm. Cuomo, the the uh, <coughs> the lead singer from Weezer, Rivers Cuomo, uh, graduated from E.O. Smith High School in uh, is it in Willamette? Oh, in not Willimantic. I can't remember the name of the town now, but it's in it's up here in Connecticut. Uh, he graduated from E.O. Smith High School, which is the same high school that Peter Tork of the Monkees graduated from. Ooh. Isn't that nice. interesting? And then, of course, later on, Rivers Cuomo wrote the song um, She Makes Me Laugh for the Monkees album Good Times, which was, uh, it was about five years ago that happened. They, they did that. So. I said, oh, yeah. There That's you right. go. New there's, album, a, uh, there's a little trivia for you. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, but there's, there's, there's a, a strange connection. It has to do with what we're talking about. Strange connection. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, Rolf's. We were talking about Rolf. Rolf's. Rolf's. And I feel like there might have been one or two other things that Rolf. Do you know what else Rolf did? <laughs> I think Rolf was in um, in 2001 or two. 2002, I think, or 2001. They did a Muppet Fest out in uh, Los Angeles, out in California. And they did a live Muppet show. And I, I build, I think, did some did a couple things with Rolf in that, too. Not much, but a little bit. He 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 sang or did something briefly. Okay. Okay. So yeah, my letters to Santa. Um, but it was you know um, I'm trying to think if there are any characters who returned for the first time since Jim's. It's not the first thing. But like I said no, before, like Rob, I said, no, no, Robin, Robin's been was in other things besides, so it's actually, not his first time. It was it no, but Matt's you know what, first time. That was Robin. the first time. That was the first time that Matt Vogel was doing Robin. Right. That was Matt's first time doing Robin. So, and I'm trying to remember. It was also it was his first time doing well, it was the first time doing a lot of care, but it was the first time that Robin was somebody other than Jerry Nelson. Whereas Floyd had been in a couple things not voiced by Jerry. John Kennedy had done Floyd at one point. And um Lou had been in something. Lou Zealand had been in something, but I don't remember who puppeteered him for that. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up later. Um, so it was the first time that that Matt had done Robin, or that that Robin had been somebody other than Jerry Nelson. And then Matt also did uh, 
Pops is in there, but I don't think he has a speaking line. New Zealand is in there. Crazy Harry is in there. Um, so, yeah. He, Matt, Matt had a, a fair amount of work in this one. Uh, I just had it. Floyd, Lou, Carmilla, Robin, the pigeon's son, who's watch, oh, really? trying to watch TV. Yeah, and then the the obligatory additional Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Lagasse also Lagasse was also additional Muppets. He doesn't play get it. Peter Linz additional. So we have a lot of the the new Leslie guys. Carrera. Yeah. Noel McNeil, Sweetums. Right. Paul McGinnis, Jim Martin, mm-hmm. you said Marty, Dave Rubin, like you said. Uh, who else? Jim Martin for like probably the two people. Uh, well, I was going to say the two people listening to this who would actually know who this character is. And then I realized I was talking about us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if there are any others who are listening to this that would know this character, J- Jim Martin was Gary Gnu on the Great Space Coaster way, way back in the day. For people who know, again, I've just admitted exactly <laughs> how old I am. Well, back in my day, Gary, no good news is good good news with Gary Gnu. James Cooper. Yep, Cooper. Uh, James Godwin. Mm-hmm. Stephanie DeBruzzo. Stephanie DeBruzzo. DeBruzzo. Thank you. Uh, Leslie. Leslie's right. answer tells you Kara Rudolph. Of course, being in uh, filming in the New York area may be convenient for her. Yeah, Tyler Bunch. Yeah, these are all these are all East Coast puppeteers. These are yep. all Sesame guys. Heather Ash, mm-hmm. Pam uh, Arcirio. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Williams is a person. These uh, are people, people, people. Eric Jacobson, Bill Beretta. Dave, Dave Goals, and Steve Whitmire. So that's a that's a pretty good, I think, as far as Muppet performers, that's a that's a really good lineup there. It's a, if you if you know a little something about Muppets, it's really a team that, um, it's a it's a mix. Uh, there, I mean, not in terms of talent, obviously, but in terms of age. Um, and and experience and there are some some newer faces in newer at that point in time there there are some there's there's a healthy mix of maybe i'd say about half the names you just rattled off half of them joined after jim had passed and about half of them worked with jim and knew jim so there's there's a really healthy mix in that regard and and you're in a good position to sort of pass the torch in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, because a number of them are the ones that are still now still uh, involved in this. Right. In the Muppets. Matt, Eric, uh, Peter. And, you know, and a lot of the guys, look, a lot of the guys that you just rattle off, you know, are all uh, are involved in Sesame Street and uh, yeah. are all part of it. But you really do have, you know, uh, 
Pam's been there since the early 80s. Marty's been there since the early 80s. Krupa joined in the early 80s uh, and did some did some puppeteering and some some puppet building. Um, David Rudman, early 80s. Um, there was another name in there. Noel McNeil mm-hmm. uh, was also on the Great Space Coaster back in the day. For people, for the two people listening to the to this who know what the Great Space Coaster is, and again, that's probably us. Um, so you know, it, it, like I said, it, it's a it's a good mix. It's people who knew Jim and people who are who know Jim through through the people who actually knew him. You know, it's it's that passing of the torch and the passing of those ideals, and that and that and that kind of. Uh, bring in its own way brings a lot of the heart and the spirit of the Muppets into it. It's it's a, you've got a group of puppeteers there who really understand the spirit of the Muppets and what it is and what it was, and you can pass that spirit forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other last thing I wanted to bring up <clears throat> that the, uh, the cameo of bringing this back to one of my actual favorite uh, Muppet Christmas specials. Of a family Christmas that the turkey shows up, <laughs> and the turkey shows up carrying the turkey, <laughs> as only the Muppets would do. That's a tofu. It's a tofu. No, because he was sobbing over it. No, the, he he. But there's now this might be, it might be the extended, but Chef admits that it's a tar, it's a tofu turkey. He calms him. Oh, maybe it was maybe the extended the, one. The but that's Which is it. not we the one on Disney about, Plus. We can talk about this too because you just reminded me. Um, there's a bit there. This is one of the few Muppet specials that acknowledges Hanukkah. Yes. In the and the and the revelation that Zoot is Jewish. Yeah, he comes in. Shalom. That be Hanukkah. Yeah. And in the and in the extended version of it, there's he's lighting the menorah and uh, and Doctor says, I didn't know you were Jewish, and I don't remember what his response is, but yeah, Zoot Zoot celebrates Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. I and this is why I actually like the and I've I've watched the extended version more often than I've watched the original cut, which I was watching that today. I'm going, wait, where's this scene? Where's that scene? Because like even the um. The scene with the two guys from The Sopranos and the Swedish chef, and they yell at him about the pizza, and that's where the scene ends in the regular cut, where the extended version, Swedish chef starts making hand gestures towards them. Right. I'm like, wait, where'd that scene go? And where, you know, there, so there was a couple scenes I I, I missed that are in, that's in the extended version, which if you can... Go to your local retail store and spend the five or six dollars for oh, the DVD. It not, it's worth it. Is it? Wait, is it not extended on Disney Plus? The Disney Plus version is the original cut. It's not the extended version. Oh, that's horrifying. I yeah, did that. I was actually that. quite upset about that. Oh, that's really disappointing. I thought, see, again, I haven't watched it. I know that it's now on Disney Plus, and I thought, here we are doing this great service to Disney shilling their thing and saying watch subscribe to disney plus now and watch this great show on dis it's still an okay special but oh my gosh it's so much funnier there's like five or six really solid really funny jokes that are in the extended find that go on 
can you get it on Amazon still? Don't uh, don't save your money on Disney Plus. Get get this show on Amazon. You mean just the uh, purchase of the DVD? I'm sure you to can purchase the DVD. I'm looking. That's now. what I'm saying. It, it, it's worth the five or six dollars for it. Yeah. Letters to Santa. I probably should know because now I'm, I'm getting stationary. That's not what I want. For $22, you can get a two-pack uh, with the Muppets Letters to Santa, the extended edition, and Emmett Otter. Oh, oh, and that's the good Emmett Otter, too, with Kermit back in it. Yeah, oh, it's the one with the, well, with there the you Kermit go. in it. I mean, $22 just for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas with Kermit in it is worth the price of admission. As of this point, there's only eight left in stock, so order soon. You listen to the soundtrack. The Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. Well, we've been alluding to that one. Yeah. Notice we're not talking about that one. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Letters to Santa, the extended edition of Letters to Santa is much better than the... And it's not like it drastically changes the plot or anything. It's still the no, same storyline. But there's there's a half dozen or so gags in there that really it flushes it out more. <laughs> it does, I don't think it necessarily flushes it out. I think it just has more fun. There's stuff the sa- the snails. There's stuff with the snails that's remember. Oh yeah. You watched on you watched on Disney Plus. You don't remember, but there's a really funny bit about snails. Who work at the post office? Post office, yes. And carry, and then they show up. Oh my! I, I'm gonna ruin the joke for everybody who's never seen. But they show up. You see them early on in the Christmas special, and that's kind of it. And they don't show up again. And then literally in the finale, when all of the Muppets are singing together, the snails show up, and they're like, "Are we late for the party?" And Gonzo sa- and then and like sends them away. It's hysterical. It's so funny. I think Marty. I think Marty is one of the snails too. Now that we're talking about it, I don't remember. It probably. It I think probably. it's. I think. I think it's Marty and and Rudman. I think David Rudman's doing the other snail. Well, not just and not just those. Again, you you get the all the behind the scenes. Um, the outtakes. behind the scenes part. The outtakes. The outtakes. And oh it are just absolutely fantastic. It, it just it makes you appreciate the special even more. You, we, we were talking about Nathan Lane earlier, and there's a there's a sort of bit of you can sort of see the fact that Bill Beretta realizes very early on that he it doesn't take much. You know, we, we were talking earlier about how how much fun Nathan Lane is having, and most of the time he's partnered with uh, he's paired with Bill Beretta doing Bobo, um, almost kind of in the same role that that Bobo was playing in. Um, Muppets from Space, the sort of security guard, well, which has always kind of been Bobo's thing, is the sort of security guard character. Or security it was not the same in, um, in uh, Muppets a, Tonight. Yeah, inept security guard. Um, hey, this is exactly why I moved out of the Y. Yeah, and it's it's him, and but you can see Bill, uh, Nathan Lane having a lot of fun, and Bill, at some point in filming this, realized that he didn't, have to work terribly hard to crack Nathan Lane up. And so the, the, uh, the outtakes are literally, most of the outtakes are literally just Bobo ad-libbing things and doing things and reacting to things to bust up Nathan Lane, who's just dying. And is, 
you know. Um, so yeah, oh gosh, don't if you don't listen to uh, listen to us, but don't listen to us now. Don't listen to us before. Don't watch this on Disney Plus. Save yourself the money and go spend the tw- spend the he's twenty dollar deal on on Amazon to get the extended version of this and Emma. Which yeah. which is like one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest Christmas specials of all time. If you don't know Emmett Otter, why don't go go watch Emmett Otter and then come back and and listen to us and watch uh, Letters to Santa. Emmett, watch Emmett first because Emmett's wonderful. Oh uh, yes, Emmett's I mean, one of the best things that Jim Henson ever produced. <laughs> well, there's timepiece. Uh, no, I, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. That, there's a lot of good stuff that Jim produced. And of all the good stuff that Jim produced, Emmett Otter is literally, I think, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, yeah, you, you get a lot of good stuff in that DVD that that is. Few times that the DVD is beyond is worth more than watching the original broadcast. The television cut. Yeah. See, it's, I only watch it. I only watch it on the DVD, so I I totally forgot that. I I don't even, you know, like you said earlier, I I don't even remember it being extended. No, I I completely forgot that it was extended. I thought, okay, this is this is the show as it was. But now that you mention it, yeah, I do remember that. Like, the snails aren't there originally. Nope. And it's actually and it's actually almost kind of weird because the the snails you see them early on and it's a, it becomes a pot shot at the um at the post office. Yeah. And but then I Who think paid the would, money to be a... Yeah. But yeah, I remember feeling the snails or something about the snails felt slightly out of place in the in the original cut and in the in the DVD it just gives them a little bit more um I feel like there's another bit with I feel like there might even be another bit with Irma Thurman that's not part of the original. That's in the extended, but not part of the original. Maybe I'm wrong. I might make sometimes I make stories up. I'm I'm trying to think back <coughs> now. I, I, there might have been a moment that my eyes closed a little longer than I, I okay. wanted them to. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll have to watch it on Disney and then watch it on the yeah, watch on Disney first, and then go go enjoy the DVD. Um, but yeah, I, I it just I uh, it feels like you get a better product. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. It, it's it's the it's the instead of the Snyder cut, we 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 have the um the extended uh, cut of Muppets of Letters to Santa. Yeah, and there's a bit with there's a bit it's with the Thatcher people. cut. Yeah, there's a there's a piece with Doctor T. Well, part of it is not so much. I mean, it was it was a TV special. It was cut for right. time. You only got so yeah. much time. And when you do that, you you know it's it's gags that don't contribute to the story that get that go first. And so it's maybe seven or eight, you know, or maybe ten or so gags that don't really contribute to the story that go. Um. But I think when you put those gags in there, that's another thing that just sort of makes it feel like a Muppet special. You take the time for these gags that don't necessarily contribute to the story. They're just part of the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Entertainment Weekly gave this show an E-minus. 
Okay. Hey, I could live with that. I would probably give it. Yeah, B plus. I'll go with A minus. A minus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree. A minus. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention because I think we di- we discussed this. We've discussed this at one other point, and I forget when. That it seemed like this one also was a little bit of it when they were starting to transition, even though unknowing what was about to happen with certain cast members. Uh, transitioning from Rizzo to Pepe. Because you you kind of have both, but... Think, I don't. I think that was kind of a natural thing. Pepe was, you know... Pepe is just a very funny character. Because, I mean, even in Muppets from Space, they were doing... St- you know, Pepe was, was a part of it uh, and was a very funny character. Uh, I think it was just a character that, that's just gained traction over the years. And a you know, part of that is Bill being really funny with the character. Um, and a th- another part of it is just that Steve was Kermit at that point. You know, it was really more, um, you know, it's you can't really write Rizzo and Kermit in the same scene. You know, so... Rizzo becomes kind of a, a even more of a secondary character than he had originally been. You know, he just he starts to fall to the wayside because you can't have Steve doing two characters. It's hard to put Kermit and Rizzo together at the same time. So I don't I don't necessarily think it had much to do with, um, you know, them pushing Steve out at the time. No, I think no, and I, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. They didn't know that was going to happen at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's just sort of the it's natural just, progression of Pepe. Right. And that's why I meant it. Gaining it's traction of, and becoming the character who, you know, just a very funny character that people really respond to and enjoy. And right, also, and at the Pepe. same time, Steve just, just being Kermit more than he is, you know, or, or having to fulfill the role of Kermit. And Kermit being more central to storylines and, and driving things forward than Rizzo really does. Absolutely. I mean, and, and Bill just, he's, he's such a, a character with his characters. Mm. Having said that, I do miss Rizzo. I, I wish, I, I wish we could see that character. I, I'm hoping that they'll do start to do stuff with that character again at some point in time. I, I would, I would say yes. Cause it's, it's definitely, you could still see that there's a fan base for that character. Yeah. And Disney they, does recognize that. They even kind of called out the fact that Rizzo, in in Muppets Most Wanted, they call out the fact that Rizzo has kind of fallen to the wayside and isn't that. Well, even then, you know, just that's three years later in the Muppets in the Muppets movie, Rizzo is not even in, or is barely in the the Muppets movie, and then he's not really in Muppets Most Wanted except for the part where. You know, Rizzo makes some comment about being shoved to the side for newer characters and not the fact that he hasn't been. He wasn't in the Muppets and he wasn't in Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> right. <you know. coughs> and he still had Steve at that point. Yeah. And, and yeah. And now not having Steve, it becomes a, a whole other complication. Yeah. Now it becomes the legacy character. And OK, do we recast? What do we right. do with this? And what do you do with it? And, you know, is it 
worth it to recast if you've got Pepe who kind of fulfills that same role. I don't know. I don't know. If you think to Muppets now with the that game show segment that Pepe was right doing, if you replace that with Rizzo, does it work as well? Right. Well, it's and, the it's it's the scheming, conniving, you know, sidekick that you, who's who always looks out in his best, you know, who's always looking out for what's in his best interests, and where where Rizzo's best interests are food, and Pepe's are, uh, you know. Fame Pepe. and fortune and women, you know, it it is a change. Rizzo Rizzo could also try to raise money and and be conniving and you know Rizzo Rizzo was sort of about money and food. Pepe it's about fame and fortune and money. Um, so it's a little bit different in that regard, but it's still the you know conniving sidekick character. Um, oh, that actually brings up a very good point on it. Okay, so again, knowing that they they recognize it, yes, they have actually brought this character back to life in the Muppet Babies as a reoccurring role. A reoccurring oh, guest. Right. Rizzo's on Rizzo's on Muppet Babies. I forgot mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, he has a, apparently a home in the walls of the the, the nursery and uh, he shows up every so often um, to kind of as a um, antagonist yeah. in one form or another. Yeah. At one point he, tr- he tried to claim the nursery as himself and him and Carmen had to have a dance-off. Um, another point, Animal lost his tooth, and Rizzo was the tooth fairy. <laughs> and, you know, Animal never put it underneath his pillow and tried to give it to him. And Rizzo was like, whoa, whoa, what kind of racket do you think? I'm, I'm a respectable fairy here. You can't just hand me a tooth. There's there's procedures we have to follow here. There's rules. So he's a, he's a character that, that's been showing up on there. So they have brought that character back in some form and fashion now does right. he come back to the the proper um that's yet to be seen but like i said they they realized that there's a following and a love for that character uh, yeah. it's just a matter of okay how do we go about this properly right. or what we consider to be properly so so yeah i think that there you have it uh a muppet's christmas letters to santa um really enjoyable watch on disney plus then go out by the dvd and enjoy that um along with emmett otter um yeah both stuff uh also with music emmett otter all, we should point out also with music by paul williams and as good again you know as good as the music is in letters to santa man oh man the music in emmett otter oh man that's anyone just... who appreciates a good jug band or him. Um, God, fantastic, fantastic special. We should talk about Emmett Otter sometime. We should. We should. I, uh, I think the family still owns that one, though. Yeah, yeah. But so they've, they've, they've been playing nicely with, they played a couple of years ago, They Disney finally sort of released the frog a little bit so that you can get the again there's a slightly longer version that has kermit in it craig Sheeman worked his butt off to to restore emmett properly um and uh i believe it was craig who did that 
because uh, there's apparently a lot of stuff that just from as it went from from HBO to ABC to where to various VHS and DVD cuts. There was stuff that little bits that got clipped here and there. And uh, the Henson legacy has managed to track a lot of that stuff down and restore it and put it back in there. And actually, um, if you get the version that has Kermit the Frog, there's a little added bonus. There's a song at the start of the film uh, called Grandma's... Um, the, the one bathing suit that Grandma Otter wore, which is actually a title in the... It's a song title in the original book by Russell and Lillian Hoban. And for as long as the film has been around, there's... Is, um, if you look at the lyrics as originally released, they're a little weird. It, it, there's a jump there in the lyrics. There is a there's a verse that was recorded 45 years ago, uh, 40 some odd years ago, uh, that just never made it to the final. Um, they found all of the footage of that and were able to do anything that that. Um, Jerry Nelson and Frank Oz had filmed as um, Emmett and Ma. And that is this, this literally like this whole other verse that has never been around before until now is is on the DVD. You, you get Jerry Nelson singing his type of. His type Jerry of was stick. great. Jerry was um, great. It is if you have Amazon Prime, it's on Prime Video to watch. Is that does that include Kermit? Um, I believe it is the Kermit version. I'm pulling it up now. From what I remember seeing last year, it is. But uh, according to the banner, it's Jim Henson's Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas with special appearance from Kermit the Frog. Oh, there you go. So if you've got Amazon Prime. It is there for your enjoyment. Oh, there it is with special appearance by Kermit the Frog. And then you also got the Christmas toy on there that we talked about earlier. We briefly mentioned, yeah. So both those available on Amazon Prime. <clears throat> if you have your Prime membership, it is included. And it is definitely a good way to kick off the holiday season and, and get spirits going and just kind of remembering good things to be good to people. So, All right. Anything else you'd like to add at this point, sir? Merry Christmas and happy holidays to those who celebrate happy holidays. Indeed. I the same. And I wish there were more people like you. Thank you uh, so much for coming out. It's been way too long since we've had you on the show. It has, it's been way too long. I've been I've been kind of in hiding, so that's not entirely that's I've been hiding. As my as our listeners would tell you, so I've been at times with my uh, my personal schedule. It's been very difficult for me to find time to record episodes and and put this all together. So I am. I That's am okay. I've been hiding. Hard effort to get this stuff back and going. It's nothing to do with you. It's just that I'm hiding from everyone right now. I love you. You're like a brother to me. You're my best friend. I wish there were more people like you. But I'm hiding. And I can't 
Did you that? I'm gonna hide, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go hide and watch Emmett Otter and uh, the extended version of Letters to Santa, and uh, and my <laughs> just to bring it completely around, my my full fully pirated version of of Muppet Family Christmas, which I broke. Yes, I went on eBay and bought a pirated copy of Muppet Family Christmas because I'm a naughty boy. <laughs> I. Yeah, I can't blame you because there there is so much content missing from that. So songs and just moments that eat, I feel need to be part of that. I, that yeah, I had and and you know it's because it because of the three way split. I don't think you'll ever see a proper. I don't think you'll ever see a release of Muppet Family Christmas. I think it'll be. I think the only way you can get it nowadays is to find pirated copies of it. Well, and that's what I find bizarre is that okay, I I understand because okay, you you got the Sesame Street thing, you have the HBO thing, so why did you have to why you cut out the Muppet Baby part? Uh, music licensing. Yeah, that's why I figured. It's the what are they saying? Santa Claus is coming to town. They didn't want to pay for Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, sleigh ride. Uh, what's the sleigh ride is cut out. Yep. And uh, and no place the like snowman home for the holidays. Parts. And no place like home for the holidays. And I think there's something cut out of the um the snowman segments are cut out. Not it's all of them. Not all of them, but, but the, the song, the, but Slay the Ride, song, is the song which is the major one. And then it, and then it becomes really weird because it's just this snowman who keeps showing up through the special for no reason at all. And it's pointless and silly. Um But yeah, I have a I have a pirated copy of Muppet. I, I, I have access to something. and I'm sure now that I've said that there's going to be this you're going to air this and you know we should probably we should probably like censor out or edit the parts where I say I've got a pirated copy of Puppet Family Christmas redact that part yeah I'm going to have the DVD police at my door now going through my cabinets what is this what is this it's a copy of Star Wars where Han shoots first sir <laughs> It doesn't have a. It's got the not original thing. Not that I have a copy of Star Wars where Han shoots first. Pirated and illegal. I have, I have a copy of Empire Straight Backs where Darth Vader says, "I killed your father." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All um, right. <laughs> <laughs> on on that bombshell. We better we better end this before I get myself into more trouble legally. Speaking. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again. Happy holidays. Thank you again for Matt for joining us in this discussion about Muppets Christmas special, Letters to Santa. What do you think of this special? How is it ranked for yours? Is this one of your specials that you watch all the time? Is this one that you haven't watched in a while or at all? Let us know. Join the conversation. Find us on the social media. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's podcast. On Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's podcast. TikTok, we're at Disney Marvel's podcast. And on the Twitter, we're at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel also while you're on the interweb. 
leave your voice message through the Anchor app and or anchor.fm website or record it on your electronic device and email it with along with any questions or suggestions you may have to disneymarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest Disney Marvels blog at disneymarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these sites are in the show notes. I want to thank you guys for your time, especially this crazy holiday season. I know how little time we have. This one was a little delayed coming out because of some technical issues. Fortunately, um, was able to work through it. I thought I lost the entire episode, but uh, nope, was able to find a workaround and bring it to you i hope you enjoyed it please tell your friends tell your family anyone you know who loves disney let them know about the show because the bigger the disney family the better walt believed in a big disney family and so do i while you're at it please take your time go to your favorite podcast website um, or app particularly apple podcast i know does it leave a rating and or review really helps find out it helps other people find out about the show and uh it's nice to see your feedback it's nice to hear feedback you know right now we have all five star reviews on apple podcast i i again um it's fantastic i i am dumbfounded every time i see that thank you so much keep it going keep it going not that i want to influence you but more five star reviews um would be appreciated I'm sure Matt would appreciate it too. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. While you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out, keep the lights on, and keep the entertainment coming. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support or find our Patreon page where you can also get some cool, cool stuff if you sign up over there. Don't forget to check out our merchandise shop with sales going on. It's holiday time. I've been sporting my Disney uh, Marvel podcast hoodie, and it's been keeping me warm. It's really nice to wear. I wear it in work. I wear it you know, on the way home while it's still not so cold. I even wear it around the house. I get compliments on it. It's really comfortable. It's, I've been wearing it now for several weeks. It's hold up well. You won't this stuff is really good quality so I have a older Disney Marvels podcast t-shirt that holds it's also been holding up well the images on it are great check it out get some for yourself get something for your friends your family um, just in time for the holidays and like I said sales are going on all the time uh, so definitely wanted to check it out links to all these also are in the show notes and please, like I said, this helps the show out because this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Hey, whatever you guys are facing out there, the troubles, I know, particularly on the holiday season, everyone else is cheery. Sometimes it makes things not as happy for you. Um, I can understand this. I, I completely get it. This too shall pass. You worry about your happiness because that's the important part don't give up on yourself don't ever give in don't ever give up you are special you are wonderful and you are loved 
don't feel bad to ask for help either. Be your own hero. Never give up, never give in, and champion for yourself. Now I'd like to end this show with a quote from Bob Iger himself. This is, comes from a farewell message that he shared with the employees and cast members of the Walt Disney Company. And it goes, My one lasting appeal to everyone is to make sure you always keep the creative fire burning. Nothing has or will serve us better than the exceptional creativity that comes from the talented cast members and everyone involved in the creative process. I will forever have a deep and very personal appreciation and respect for all of them. Again, that's Bob Iger. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Wish I could be Santa Claus for just one day. I'd fill a bag with kindness and I'd give it all the way. I'd make the world a better place. I'd do that if I could. I love the way it feels inside when I do something good. I wish I could be Santa Claus. Imagine that. Although I could not fill his boots, I'd look great in his hat. I'd love the milk and cookies. And there's one more thing I'd do. I'd try to teach the kids to be a little more like you.